Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Planeden, and you're in the right place if you're ready to create an inspired life. And we do so by working on our own personal development so we can be strong role models for those we love and mentor and be strong in our own mental capacity, right? This is quite the journey. We are on the beginning of week 11 in my Psych 100 journey at Queen's University, and it's all about personality disorders. So let's get started. Personality disorders. This is open courseware that's available online wherever you are in the world. And just in case you're wondering or listening to this on the podcast. So here we go. The purpose of this module is to define what is meant by a personality disorder. Identify the five domains of general personality. Identify the six personality disorders proposed for retention in the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DSM-5. Summarize the etiology for antisocial and borderline personality disorder and identify the treatment for borderline personality and disorder. The learning objectives to keep in the back of your mind as you read along is to define what is meant by a personality disorder. Identify the five domains of general personality. Identify the six personality disorders proposed for retention in the DSM-5. Summarize the etiology for antisocial and borderline personality disorder and identify the treatment for borderline personality disorder. As usual, I'm a student, not a teacher simply sharing my journey as I am doing research for my new book. So why not share this information with the universe the more we know, right? Here we go. Introduction. Everybody has their own unique personality. That is, their characteristic manner of thinking, feeling, behaving, and relating to others. Some people are typically introverted, quiet, and withdrawn, whereas others are more extroverted, active, and outgoing. Some individuals are invariably conscientious, dutiful, and efficient, whereas others might be characteristically undependable and negligent. Some individuals are consistently anxious, self-conscious, and apprehensive, whereas others are routinely relaxed, self-assured, and unconcerned. Personality traits refer to these characteristics, routine ways of thinking, feeling, and relating to others. There are signs or indicators of these traits in childhood, but they become particularly evident when the person is an adult. Personality traits are integral to each person's sense of self as they involve what people value, how they think and feel about things, what they like to do, and basically what they are like most every day throughout much of their lives. There are literally hundreds of different personality traits. All of these traits can be organized into the broad dimensions referred to as the five-factor model. These five broad domains are inclusive. There does not appear to be any traits of personality that lie outside the five-factor model. This even applies to traits that you may use to describe yourself. Table 1 provides illustrative traits for both poles of the five domains of this model of personality. A number of the traits that you see in this table may describe you. If you can think of some other traits that describe yourself, you should be able to place them somewhere in this table. So they have a really interesting table here, and it shows on one side is neuroticism, emotional instability, and the other side, emotional stability. 
extroversion, introversion, openness, closedness, agreeableness, antagonism, conscientiousness, disinhibition. So I would uh, encourage you to take a look at this model on the YouTube channel. It's really quite good, but I don't think I could do it justice to just describe it. DSM-5 Personality Disorders When personality traits result in significant distress, social impairment, and or occupational impairment, they are considered to be a personality disorder. The authoritative manual for what constitutes a personality disorder is provided by the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the current version of which is the DSM-5. The DSM provides a common language and standard criteria for the classification and diagnosis of mental disorders. This manual is used by clinicians, researchers, health insurance companies, and policymakers. The DSM-5 includes 10 personality disorders, antisocial, avoidant, borderline, dependent, histronic, narcissistic, obsessive-compulsive, paranoid, schizoid, and schizotypal. All 10 of these personality disorders will be included in the next edition of the Diagnostic Manual, DSM-5. The list of 10, though, does not fully cover all of the different ways in which a personality can be maladaptive. DSM-5 also includes a wastebasket diagnosis of other specified personality disorders and unspecified personality disorder. This diagnosis is used when a clinician believes that a patient has a personality disorder, but the traits that constitute this disorder are not well covered by one of the 10 existing diagnoses. OSPD and UPD, or as they used to be referenced to in previous editions, personality disorder not otherwise specified, are often one of the most frequently used diagnoses in clinical practice, suggesting that the current list of 10 is not adequately comprehensive. Description. Each of the 10 DSM-5 personality disorders is a constellation of maladaptive personality traits other than just one particular personality trait. In this regard, personality disorders are syndromes. For example, Avoidant personality disorder is a pervasive pattern of social inhibition, feelings of inadequacy, and hypersensitivity to negative evaluation, which is a combination of traits from introversion. For example, socially withdrawn, passive and cautious, and neuroticism. For example, self-consciousness, apprehensiveness, anxiousness, and worrisome. Dependent personality disorder includes submissiveness, clinging behaviors, and fears of separation. For the most part, a combination of traits of neuroticism and maladaptive agreeableness. Antisocial personality disorder is, for the most part, a combination of traits from antagonism and low conscientiousness. Some of the DSM-5 personality disorders are confined largely to traits within one of the basic domains of personality. For example, obsessive-compulsive personality disorders is largely a disorder of maladaptive conscientiousness, including such traits as workaholism, perfectionism, punctualness, rheumative, and dogged. Schizoid is confined largely to traits of introversion 
Borderline personality disorder is largely a disorder of neuroticism, including such traits as emotionally unstable, vulnerable, overwhelmed, rageful, depressive, and self-destructive. And histronic personality disorder is largely a disorder of maladaptive extroversion, including such traits as attention-seeking, seductiveness, melodramatic emotionality, and strong attachment needs. Should be noted, though, that a complete description of each DSM-5 personality disorder would typically include at least some traits from other domains. For example, antisocial personality disorder, or psychopathy, also includes some traits from low neuroticism, for example, fearlessness and glib charm, and extroversion, for example, excitement-seeking and assertiveness. Borderline includes some traits from antagonism, for example, manipulative and oppositional, and low conscientiousness, for example, rash, and histronic includes some traits from antagonism, for example, vanity, and low conscientiousness, for example, impressionistic. Narcissistic personality disorder includes traits from neuroticism. For example, reactive anger, reactive shame, and need for admiration. Extroversion, for example, exhibitionism and authoritativeness, antagonism, and conscientiousness. Schizotypal personality disorder includes traits from neuroticism, introversion, unconventionality, and antagonism. The APA currently conceptualizes personality disorders as qualitatively distinct conditions, distinct from each other and from normal personality functioning. However, included within an appendix to DSM-5 is an alternative view that personality disorders are simply extreme and or maladaptive variants of normal personality traits, as suggested herein. Nevertheless, many leading personality disorder researchers do not hold this view. They suggest that there is something quantitatively unique about persons suffering from a personality disorder, usually understood as a form of pathology in sense of self and interpersonal relatedness that is considered to be distinct from personality traits. For example, it has been suggested that antisocial personality disorders include impairments in identity self-direction, empathy, and capacity for intimacy, which are said to be different from such traits as arrogance, impulsivity, and callousness. Validity. It is quite possible that in future revisions of the DSM, some of the personality disorders included in DSM-5 and DSM-4TR will no longer be included. In fact, for DSM-5, it was originally proposed that or be deleted. The personality disorders that were slated for deletion were histronic, schizoid, paranoid, and dependent. The rationale for the proposed deletions was in large part because they are said to have less empirical support than the diagnosis that were at the time being retained. There is agreement within the field with regard to empirical support for the borderline antisocial and schizotypal personality disorders. However, there is a difference of opinion with respect to the empirical support for the dependent personality disorder. Little is known about the specific etiology for most of the DSM-5 personality disorders. 
Because each personality disorder represents a constellation of personality traits, the etology for the syndrome will involve a complex interaction of an array of different neurobiological vulnerabilities and dispositions within a variety of environmental, psychosocial events. Antisocial personality disorder, for instance, is generally considered to be the result of interaction of genetic dispositions for low anxiousness, aggressiveness, impulsivity, and or callousness with a tough urban environment, inconsistent parenting, poor parental role modeling, and or peer support. Borderline personality disorder is generally considered to be the result of an interaction of genetic disposition to negative affectivity interacting with malevolent, abusive, and or invalidating family environment. To the extent that one considers that a DSM-5 personality disorders to be maladaptive variants of general personality structure, as described, for instance, within the five-factor model, there would be considerable body of research to support the validity for all of the personality disorders, including even the histronic, schizoid, and paranoid. There's compelling multivariate behavior genetic support with respect to the precise structure of the five-factor model. Childhood antecedents, universality, temporal stability across the lifespan, ties with brain structure, and even molecular genetic support for neuroticism. Next is treatment. Personality disorders are relatively unique because they are often egocentric. That is, most people are largely comfortable with themselves, with their characteristic manner of behaving, feeling, and relating to others. As a result, People rarely seek treatment for their antisocial, narcissistic, histronic, paranoid, and or schizoid personality disorder. People typically lack insight into the maladaptivity of their personality. One clear exception, though, is borderline personality disorders, and perhaps as well avoidant personality disorders. Neuroticism is the domain of general personality structure that concerns inherent feelings of emotional pain and suffering, including feelings of distress, anxiety, depression, self-consciousness, helplessness, and vulnerability. Persons who have very high elevations on neuroticisms, for example, persons with borderline personality disorder, experience life as one of pain and suffering, and they will seek treatment to alleviate this severe emotional distress. People with avoidant personality may also seek treatment for their high levels of neuroticism and introversion. In contrast, narcissistic individuals will rarely seek treatment to reduce their arrogance. <laughs> Paranoid persons rarely seek treatment to reduce their feelings of suspiciousness. And antisocial people rarely, or at least willingly, seek treatment to reduce their disposition for criminality, aggression, and irresponsibility. Nevertheless, maladaptive personality traits will be evident in many individuals seeking treatment for other mental disorders, such as anxiety, mood, or substance use. Many of the people with substance use disorder will have antisocial personality traits. Many of the people with mood disorder will have borderline personality traits. 
prevalence of personality disorders within clinical settings is estimated to be well above 50%. As many as 60% of inpatients within some clinical settings are diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Antisocial personality disorder may be diagnosed in as many as 50% of inmates within correctional setting. It is estimated that 10 to 15% of the general population meets criteria for at least one of the 10 DSM-4TR personality disorders. And quite a few more individuals are likely to have maladaptive personality traits not covered by one of the 10 DSM-5 diagnosis. The presence of a personality disorder will often have an impact on the treatment of other mental disorders, typically inhibiting or impairing responsivity. Antisocial persons will tend to be irresponsible and negligent. Borderline persons can form intensely manipulative attachments to their therapists. Paranoid patients will be unduly suspicious and accusatory. Narcissistic patients can be dismissive and denigrating, and dependent patients can become overly attached to and feel helpless without their therapist. It is a misnomer, though, to suggest that personality disorders cannot themselves be treated. Personality disorders are among the most difficult of disorders to treat because they involve well-established behaviors that can be integral to the client's self-image. Nevertheless, much has been written on the treatment of personality disorders, and there is empirical support for clinically and socially meaningful changes in response to psychosocial and pharmacological treatments. The development of an ideal or fully healthy personality structure is unlikely to occur through the course of treatment, but given the considerable social public health, and personal costs associated with some of the personality disorders, such as the antisocial and borderline, even just moderate adjustments in personality functioning can represent quite significant and meaningful change. Nevertheless, manualized and or empirically validated treatment protocols have been developed for only one personality disorder, borderline. Focus topic, treatment of borderline personality disorder. Dialectical Behavior Therapy and Mentalization Therapy Dialectical Behavior Therapy is a form of cognitive behavior therapy that draws on principles from Zen Buddhism, dialectical philosophy, and behavioral science. The treatment has four components, individual therapy, group skills training, telephone coaching, and a therapist consultation team, and will typically last a full year. As such, it is a relatively expensive form of treatment, but research has indicated that its benefits far outweigh its costs, both financially and socially. It is unclear why specific and explicit treatment manuals have not been developed for the other personality disorders. This may reflect a regrettable assumption that personality disorders are unresponsive to treatment. It may also reflect the complexity of their treatment. As noted earlier, each DSM-5 disorder is a heterogeneous constellation of maladaptive personality traits. In fact, a person can meet diagnostic criteria for antisocial, borderline, schizoid, schizotypal, narcissistic, and avoidant personality disorders, and yet have only one diagnostic criterion in common. 
For example, only five of nine features are necessary for the diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. Therefore, two persons can meet criteria for this disorder and yet have only one feature in common. In addition, patients meeting diagnostic criteria for one personality disorder will often meet diagnostic criteria for another. This degree of diagnostic overlap and heterogeneity of membership hinders tremendously any effort to identify a specific etiology, pathology, or treatment for respective personality disorder, as there is so much variation within any particular group of patients sharing the same diagnosis. Of course, this diagnostic overlap and complexity did not prevent researchers and clinicians from developing dialectical behavior therapy and mentalization therapy. A further reason for the weak progress in treatment development is that, as noted earlier, persons rarely seek treatment for their personality disorder. It would be difficult to obtain a sufficiently large group of people with, for instance, narcissistic or obsessive-compulsive disorder to participate in a treatment outcome study, one receiving the manualized treatment protocol, the other receiving treatment as usual. In conclusion, it is evident that all individuals have a personality, as indicated by their characteristic way of thinking, feeling, behaving, and relating to others. For some people, these traits result in a considerable degree of distress and or impairment, constituting a personality disorder. A considerable body of research has accumulated to help understand the etiology, pathology, and or treatment for some personality disorders, for example, antisocial, schizotypical, borderline dependent, and narcissistic, but not so much for others, for example, histronic, schizoid, and paranoid. However, researchers and clinicians are now shifting toward a more dimensional understanding of personality disorders, wherein each is understood as a maladaptive variant of general personality structure, thereby bringing to bear all that is known about general personality functioning to an understanding of these maladaptive variants. Well, that was a heck of a lot to take in uh, today, and uh, we're going to have to see if we can get our hands on this DSM-5 manual because it sounds like there's quite a bit of information and more detail in there. Well, if you like the show, share it with somebody you know, and hey, how are you feeling? Are you getting there with this course? Are you just simply here to learn a little bit more about psychology and the fact that there is a lot of information online that is credible? That's one thing I've really learned in this class is there's a lot of information online that is not so credible, unfortunately, but that is the freedom of the internet. I'll see you in the next chapter. <laughs>